And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hi y'all, I'm Pamela Pepkin and you're about to do Pamela Pepkin's Halloween workout. Woo! This is Alan. Alright, come on. Shake off the Skittles, shake off the Reese's, shake off those candy corns. Now ride the witch's broom. Ride the witch's broom. Ride the witch's broom. Ride the witch's broom. Squash Satan, kick him in the crotch. Squash Satan, kick him in the crotch. Squash Satan, kick him in the crotch. Kick that Satan in the crotch. Zombies to the left. Zombies to the right. Zombies to the left. Zombies to the right. Break it down. I'm a scarecrow doing the robot. Break it down. I'm a scarecrow doing the robot. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, October 31st, 2022. Happy Halloween. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Bellis. Yes, happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> happy Halloween, Tass. Next to him, it's uh, Meat Man, Trey Kirby. <laughs> hey Hey-o. TK in Halloween costume, and over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Uh, meat man or muscle man? Which one do you prefer? <laughs> uh, meatball, actually. But for today's show, Eric Muscleman, please. Okay. I was going to say Meat Man was my favorite Mega Man 2 character. Uh, always loved using him in that game. Uh, shout out to the Stream Team for joining us live right now on YouTube. And if scream you're listening, team. yeah, Scream Team. That's good. Very good for Halloween. If you're listening to the podcast. You may want to come check out today's show on YouTube to see what Trey Kirby is dressed as. Please subscribe, like, comment, share that show. Get your No Dunks merch over at NoDunks.com. Send in your questions and comments always to NoDunks at TheAthletic.com. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at NoDunksInc. And if you haven't already, grab yourself an athletic subscription. Go to TheAthletic.com slash NoDunks so they know that we sent you. No Halloween costume for yourself there, Tassie. I thought you might have one as well, because you guys got the kids. You're going yeah. out like this, Trey? <laughs> Absolutely, I'm going oh, out like this. I don't like looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I assume my kids are going to be pretty upset tonight. Uh, they think it's funny around the house, but I don't know about when we're around <laughs> other six- to eight-year-olds. Uh, I sent this to Laura as a joke. I was like, look at this hilarious thing I found. She was going to order herself bones and me muscles. What a cute couple's oh, costume. Didn't have her size and bones, so I'm just walking around like bacon out there tonight. <laughs> I'm going to go vote early today wearing this, actually. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. <laughs> what about you? What do you got? Anything uh, in stored no, up? No, I got out of it this year. Oh, ha- hashtag, hashtag blessed. I feel so great not having to do it. I've done it for several years okay. in a row. And uh, this year, the kids were so into their costumes, they didn't care about us. So it was great. Nice. Oh, okay, it was great. Okay. We've already done a... Uh, a Halloween trick-or-treat thing in our neighborhood. Gotcha, gotcha. Halloween is over for us. God, it feels so good. It's in the past, man. It feels great. And it's one of those Halloween weekends, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Halloween months. 
I've been at Home Depot looking at <laughs> Halloween decorations for the last six weeks. We go every week. One of my kids is like, I want to go to Home Depot. I want to look at the inflatables. And we end up buying some piece of crap. Uh, but anyway, I love, I love my decorations, actually. Good, good, good. We, one of the best houses in the neighborhood. Ooh, people flex. love it. People love it. Yeah? Yep. Well, it, well, it. What's, the, what's the main feature? Uh, on your lawn. Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> really? Chucky always wins. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's, Chucky is creepy. Yeah, yeah very. Chucky. Okay. <laughs> we got lots to get to here on today's podcast. We got winners and losers of the NBA weekend. But we start with another wedgie Friday night. And guess where it happened? Yeah, in Portland. Our guy, Lamar Hurd, once again on the call. Here's Simons the other way. Bounces ahead to Nurkic. Ruffles into the lane. And... Ball wedged on the glass. We have a wedgie. You had to wait until they officially called a jump sure ball. It's yeah. got to be official. Yeah. And we have official word from Command Center. <laughs> we have a wedgie. <laughs> Command Center. Shen Goon chasing it down. Yeah. Registering another one on wedgietracker.com. Yeah, there it is. Yes. On the wedge radar. Yeah. Our fourth wedgie of the season, our back-to-back uh, defensive wedgie from a block, Shengun there on Nurk and Calabro and Hurd, having some fun on the broadcast. You love to see it. So, That's not bad. Four to start this season. How many have the Blazers had over the last <laughs> it's, year plus? Well, you can go check wedgietracker.com. Yeah. That's right. And it's by far the most, I believe. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Uh, winners of the NBA weekend, uh, Meat Man, Muscle Man. TK unzipping. Mask maybe. off. Oh, oh um, business. Yeah, why don't you get us started? I thought I'd have a lot more visibility. It has eyes on it. You can't see through it at all. But it was a monster mash weekend for the Cleveland Cavaliers and Donovan Mitchell. They beat the Celtics in OT in Boston on Friday. A huge win. 41 points from Mitchell. 41 from Karis LeVert. And it what? felt like 41 highlights from Donovan Mitchell yep. in this one. He followed that up by beating the Knicks at home on Sunday. 38 points, 12 assists, 8 threes for Donovan Mitchell. A single point for Karis LeVert. I do like that phone. <laughs> is great. 41 and 38 for Mitchell. 41 and 1 for LeVert. Chef's kiss. 8 threes from Kevin Love as well. And another 6 threes from Dean Wade. 22 threes between Mitchell, Love, and Wade. That'll get the job done. Yeah. The Cavs now are 5 and 1 after two weeks. Sixth in offense, second in defense. It's them, the Suns, and the Blazers, who are in the top 10 on both sides of the ball right now. If you do that for a whole season, you're a championship contender. We shall see as mm-hmm. time goes on. They've got an MVP candidate, no doubt, right now in Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. 32 a game, 5 rebounds, 7 assists. He's at 50% from the field, 45 from 385 at the line. He's the first guy since Wilt Chamberlain to go for 30-plus points per in five out of six of ge- games with his new team, that's the most cherry-picked stat. Oh, my stat. God. You hate those type of stats. Uh-huh. What are you doing? I hate those type of stats unless the name is Wilt Chamberlain okay. on there because, okay. I mean, Wilt Chamberlain puts up the most ridiculous stats in NBA history. So if you get on a board with him and yeah. you're the only guy on a board, I'll give you credit for that. And, oh, yeah, let's not forget that the Cavs will eventually get Darius Garland back at some point. Yeah, They've basically been yeah. doing this uh, the whole season, missing their all-star guard from last year. So... You said maybe the Pelicans are last season's Grizzlies. It also could be the Cavs. Yeah, yeah. They were kind of last season's Grizzlies as well, but they're even more last season's Grizzlies. It's still early days, but I kind of underrated how quickly they would be able to click and figure things out together. They look awesome right now. It is wild how quickly they've just integrated a superstar into their lineup. And Donovan Mitchell 
is a superstar right now. We throw that word around, but man, he has just rebounded like no one really expected from his Utah days to go back to that guy in the playoffs that looked like he could carry your team. And so much kudos to that Cavs organization for allowing a guy to come into a good situation, even though they weren't a playoff team last year, they won 44 games, to just be a superstar. How many organizations and cultures could do that? I don't think there's many at all. I, 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 they've added a superstar to an incredible culture. I, I, I think we forget, as you said, Darius Garland, he could be the most sort of peeved about that, the most, you know, salty about the emergence of another guard just sort of taking over. He's not there, obviously, but an incredible, uh, just, just guy, a locker room presence, uh, that the way he is attacking the rim every single time he gets into the lane, it's violent. Uh, he is, is a new player in comparison to last year uh, with the Utah Jazz. That Cavs-Celtics game was just crazy watching it live. Uh, the, the Celtics definitely missed Robert Williams in that instance mm-hmm. to be able to deal with a, 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 a relentless guy in Donovan Mitchell. He looks like a new player attacking the rim. Absolutely chef's kiss that Karis LeVert went from 40-plus in one game to one point the other game because that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Karis LeVert. Unfortunately, he, he's great one game, and sometimes he doesn't show up. But the fact that the Cavs have had a superstar to their mix when they have two other All-Stars plus a future All-Star and Evan Mobley, that that is – it's amazing. They paid a lot for Donovan Mitchell. They paid so much in the offseason, and they are getting every penny's worth yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, you're going to see the, the result, the score from the Knicks game on Sunday with the Cavs, and you're going to think it was an absolute blowout. 121 to 108 was the final score, but it was so far from that. The Knicks were up, you know, halfway through the fourth quarter, if I remember correctly. It was a tight game. It was a really entertaining game. I know Fred Katz on the boulevard was tweeting left and right about it. I was enjoying it. You know, Brunson was hitting big shots. They were sticking around. And then just this explosion from Mitchell and Love. I think they combined for like a 20-0 run where they just could not miss threes. Dean Wade hitting a ton, like Trey said, uh, and it got us to this end result. But... You know, the Knicks put up a fight for like a good 42 minutes, if you want to call it that, and it was just an onslaught from the Cavs at the end, uh, which was pretty special. It was a Cavalanche. There uh, you yeah, go. Oh, that's yeah. the word Huge. I want. Yeah, Worldwide Wob threw time. that out there. Yeah, so so that, They did that a lot last year, where the fourth quarters in that arena in Cleveland just kind of came down mm-hmm. on the other team. And the good vibes were, were wild last year. You know, smiles... Left and right, guys in the starting lineup, guys in the bench, Kevin Love coming off the bench, and and that's carried over into this season. And so they knew what kind of locker room they had when they traded for Donovan Mitchell. It was only a couple months ago. The entire basketball world was pretty down on Donovan Mitchell mm-hmm. uh, as, a, as a player, as a leader, and you put him into this situation, and, man, there's not many more players that uh, I love watching go into the lane like that. Yeah. I mean, because he's a smaller guy. He's been in the dunk contest before. He he won that thing. It wasn't. Well, it's not that memorable of a dunk contest, but uh, he, yeah, it's violent the way he's going at the rim. It's fun, man. It is fun just watching him, and he takes over. So him and Garland are gonna have to figure it out a little bit. But Garland is, I think, pretty comfortable in allowing Donovan Mitchell to to be that number one guy. So fifty wins on deck for this team. I don't think there's any doubt. Do you think? And I heard them arguing or debating this on uh, the Athletic NBA Show podcast. Are they contenders? Like, is this a legit team that could challenge for at least a run to the NBA Finals? Are you putting them there with the Bucks and a team like the Celtics that they, you know, just beat 
squeaked out a win? Or is that is that maybe one one step too far this early in the season? What do you think, Trey? I would think more so next season than this season. It would have to be good matchups in the playoffs uh, for the Cavs, but I could see them making a run to the conference finals, similar to a Hawks team or to like the Mavericks last year. Yeah. I think they're going to have a tough time when they're running up against big wings uh, in a seven-game series. Uh, but during 82 games, during the regular season, they could easily win 50. Yeah, they've got great little components to deal with Giannis in their front line. Uh, so that that bodes well for going uh, into the finals with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley if, if they can – yeah, you know, if they can overcome that, I, I think Evan Mobley on the offensive end, his growth is going to be key to this because, you know, Jared Allen they can't just throw the ball to, but they can throw the ball to Mitchell Garland. And if there's one more guy, I think if Evan Mobley can be that guy, and I said it last Friday, I said to watch out these next few months. They are giving him the ball and just allowing him to go one on one because he's that freaking talented. So his growth, I think, takes them from conference finalist, which they could achieve, uh, to yeah NBA finalist. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's sort of on him, but. They bet on this future for, like, as you said, they could do it next year. They've bet on this future for five years coming. Like, yep. they've, they're so freaking young. Uh, this is great. This is this is a really, really fun team that people should get behind. All right, Cavaliers, big winner of the weekend. Tass, who do you have next? Well, just to piggyback on that, I, I think anyone who uh, sells dunk posters or – They still make Yeah, those? they make them. Yeah, there's purveyors of dunk posters. What are kids going to have on their walls? Just NFTs? <laughs> I mean, you need you still need, you still need posters. <laughs> so, yeah. murals. Yeah. <laughs> if if uh, you're selling posters, you're selling NFTs, you're selling uh, desktop backgrounds for your computer, this was a good weekend. Okay. There were great <laughs> dunks out there. Ah, let's go. It. Let's go. Let's start with Donovan Mitchell, just to piggyback there, because he had a monster on Luke Cornett of the Celtics on Friday night. This is a foot difference between these two humans. And he was able to just go over uh, Luke Cornett. I think we have a different angle, JD, if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, This one's more poster-like with Evan Mobley in the background as he's on the rise. Like, I think this one is better because Luke Cornett is over the rim and Donovan Mitchell is going to get up over Luke Cornett. You know, Donovan Mitchell does have a little bit more hang time than uh, Luke <laughs> Cornett. So, anyways, that, that's like a, like a classic uh, Donovan Mitchell dunk pose too. Yeah. His legs do that. Oh yeah, looks like he's running like upstairs. Yeah. Yes, he is hanging in the air. This is a, this is a fun time uh, if you're watching Cavs games. But in that same game, another great poster from the other side, oh, Jalen oh, Brown on Donovan Mitchell. Yep. Uh, this one was violent. And he added the caption, gonna get this framed, uh, because uh, he is, uh, he is, that one was wild. He had Kevin Love in the background there. And then Donovan Mitchell posted this photo on Instagram of Jalen, it's Jalen Brown kind of peering over a wall with the caption, uh, bruh won't leave me alone, because I think this is from the past. They, they appear to be friends, Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brown. Uh, but yeah, Jalen Brown just absolutely gave it to him. That was late in the in game, that photo. too. Yeah, right? it, was, it was an incredible. It was a two-on-one yeah. fast break dunk that they executed absolutely perfectly. And, yeah, at least Donovan Mitchell went to go block that thing, but Jalen Brown just gave it to him. So posters, I, I was just thinking, man, posters are coming back in that in that <laughs> one game. Uh, and then we had uh, Onyeka and Kongwu, who I grabbed this still. Uh, it, it's not a. It's not a beautiful still. Uh, you know, if you if you're if you're if you're gonna. I can't print a poster. No, you can't. You're right. There's gonna be some editing. So blurry. Yeah. yeah. One of the Photoshop boys or Jerome's <laughs> gonna have to get on this to to create. Uh, you know, I just Photoshop the ball in there. It's just a little blurry. But anyways. <laughs> It looks like Onyeka is riding Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, he had a putback dunk 
over his Nigerian brother there. So that was a very cool moment, I thought, watching that live. Anyeka has got he's got some big dunks mm-hmm. uh, in his uh, short NBA career. Uh, we I could have thrown in a shade and sharp his first career yes. first career start. That guy future dunk 19. contest winner. Yep, buying it. I'm Locking buying it. it. Yep, first career start for the Blazers had three big dunks uh, on Friday night. So it's a good time for high flyers yeah. in the league, nifters, NFTers, uh, <laughs> as some call uh, poster sellers. Whoever it was, it was a really good weekend for high flyers for sure. I mean, Mitchell had one in the Knicks game too. It, I mean. The dunk itself wasn't on anybody, yeah. and he actually just got it over the rim, but it was the way he set it up with the spin in the lane and then throwing it down. It was beautiful. That was huge. That was yeah. huge. Uh, all right, my winner of the weekend, I got to go with Tyrese Maxey and the 76ers in general. Trey, Frank, 912-520 tweeted this in. Frank did? Yeah. <laughs> Sixers got to be a winner of the weekend. They successfully completed the no dunks back-to-back. <laughs> Friday win versus the Raptors, Saturday win versus the Bulls. Frank numbers, Frankie numbers, you got us. <laughs> You're right. They took care of the no dunks teams, uh, Sixers did, and they needed this as they started slowly this season. But uh, Maxi on Friday night versus the Raps, pretty special. Uh, no one beat in the lineup, was out with a sore knee. Harden didn't do a whole lot, and it didn't matter. Sixers took care of business because Maxi couldn't miss. He had 27 points in the first half. He was a perfect 10 for 10. 10 for 10, knocking down all seven of his threes there in the first half. And then it sort of continued in the second half. Raps were hanging around, hanging around. And then when they tried to make that last push, he said, no, 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 not tonight. He scored 10 points, Max, he did, in like a minute <laughs> to put the game out of reach. So add it all up, 44 points on 15 of 20 shooting, nine three-pointers made, eight boards, four assists, a steal. He was a plus 29 in this game. And for all those people, I know some of you here at the table that were picking Maxi as a potential MIP or even a first-time All-Star, you're looking like a, a strong selection there in the preseason because this guy's unbelievable, and he owns the Raptors. <laughs> Fred Van Vliet is a, honestly one of the better defenders at the point guard position in this league. It doesn't matter. Maxi destroys them every time they play to the point where, you know, you got guys like Will Liu with the Raptors show saying, Nurse, try something else. Like, <laughs> it, it, he can't stop him. Put somebody longer on him. Maybe throw something different at him because Maxi just gets whatever he wants against this team. But that was big. Any, any thoughts there on the Friday night victory? Are Maxi starting the season the way he has? Well, I, I didn't pick him as most improved like Trey did. I, I was already heavy on the Sixers' number one seed, Joel Embiid MVP. <laughs> right, so I slowed right, down yeah. with, my, with my MIP call. Uh, but how good could this guy be? When he is given the leash, I just worry for the Philadelphia 76ers because the similar question was brought up with Ben Simmons a couple of years ago when Joel Embiid was out of the lineup. Ben Simmons had a 40 plus point game mm-hmm. and he was allowed to just go into the lane and do what he wants. And they haven't been able to get the most out of Tyrese Maxey because of the way they play. They play one of the slowest paces in years in the NBA. And I just wonder if Tyrese Maxey gets that lane and he's able to do what he wants and able to handle the ball a little bit more and Harding gives him a little bit more control, how, how good he could be. They just haven't found the balance quite yet because mm-hmm. uh, this guy has some great some great peaks, but he also has some valleys because he's just not part of the game. Yeah, it, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't feel like. so. They're not, but I think he's done an incredible close. job of uh, oh, he's trying great. to find his role with this team that has him beat and then even harder now. 23 per game on 50% shooting. Yeah. And I'm with you. They're not even using him to the yeah. maxi that they could be. Mm-hmm. He's incredible, and they need his speed 
because of how slowly they play. So yep. there are definitely some balance issues, I think, with the Sixers. With Embiid is the number one guy, you would think, but Harden is back to almost Houston sort of Harden, so he wants more of the possessions, and Maxie's getting better and better every single year. So he wants more possessions. It'll take a little bit of time uh, to figure it out. Not totally confident Doc Rivers is the guy to mm-hmm. map out the layout of the court, but I've been encouraged with Maxi's start, even if he hasn't totally caught the league by fire outside of this Raptors game. Yeah, and then after the Raptors game on Friday night, they go to Chicago, take on your Bulls, and uh, for the 12th consecutive time, that caught me by surprise, the Sixers beat the Bulls and beat... He came back and had 25 and hit a big, big three that he was open on uh, late. That was uh, the one to push them over the edge. And uh, Sixers improves to three and four. I don't know if you have any thoughts on the Bulls game there. Uh, Embiid has never lost to the Bulls. So never. I was, wow. I was not surprised to see that. But, you know, Giannis had never lost to the Bulls until the playoffs last year. Ooh. So <laughs> save it for April. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And I'm glad we just, we'll, we'll skim over that. We'll skim over Fred Van Vliet also. He was 0 for 11 yeah, in that yeah. game against Tyrese Maxey. That was an odd one. That was an odd one. I thought we were going to get the uh, Van Vliet is suffering from injury X after that game. But we didn't. We didn't. He just got his ass handed to him. Had a, had a really off night there. Uh, Trey, let's keep it going. Whole other round. Who you got for a win of the weekend? couple nice wins for the San Antonio Spurs this uh-huh. weekend. What's this say here? They beat the Chicago Bulls on Friday, <laughs> unfortunately. A fun fourth quarter in this game. The Bulls... Right now, just can't win on the weekends. That's the problem. They beat <laughs> Chicago 129 to 124. Keep that number in your brain. Spurs also held on to beat the Timberwolves on Sunday night, 107 to 98. The first time this season that Minnesota has been under 100 points. I do think, however, that the Timberwolves win is the outlier for San Antonio here because they've been winning with offense and pace. Tenth in the league right now in offense, the Spurs are. They're playing at the third fastest pace in the league, and they're shooting a ton of threes. Sixth in makes in the early days of the season right now. Kelton Johnson has really been the man for this team. He was great all weekend. 33 against the Bulls. He hit six threes. 25 against the Timberwolves. Another five threes. His 24 per game on 45 from the field. 43 from three. He looks skinnier. Like, they called him big body Kelton Johnson for the past couple of seasons. He had a 20 rebound game. But they said he lost 20 pounds coming into this season. His face looks way different. He looks quicker. But he's still a really strong guy kind of flings the ball when he shoots it. You know, he's got a little bit of a catapult release, but it's money right now. So great weekend for the Spurs on the court, considering they had a bunch of off-court drama with Josh Primo being released for being a creep. Yeah, I mean, and they acted quickly by all accounts the Spurs did. Uh, Primo was the 12th pick, for those that don't know. Last year's draft, 2021, he's 19 years old, and uh, Spurs waved him surprisingly on Friday, caught everybody by surprise. It was like, what? ESPN citing sources reported that – Primo after had multiple alleged instances of him exposing himself to women. San Antonio Express News also confirmed that uh, Primo had a statement soon after that saying he's you know seeking help to deal with previous trauma that he suffered and 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 this. So Spurs moving very quickly here, Tass, and rightfully so. If uh, you know these are these multiple alleged instances are true, and I would assume they sort of are here. Yes, we hadn't heard a thing about them. No. Prior to Josh Primo being released and, yeah, just entering his second season, it seemed obviously a very odd. Took everyone by surprise. They just gave him his player option as well, exercised that player option for his fourth year, and uh, have moved on very quickly. So hopefully Josh Primo, as the Spurs said in their release, uh, gets the help that he needs mm-hmm. and uh, corrects his life 
real quick. Uh, that was unbelievable. I, I thought uh, in, a, in a different way, what was also unbelievable is the Wolves and Spurs playing three times in a week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was weird. Was like they had a back-to-back, and now they're playing again yeah. on Sunday. And the Spurs beat them two out of three times in the same way where they just weren't all that intense defensively. And we talked about it last week, and the same thing just happened again on Sunday. And Carl Anthony Towns after the game saying, yeah, we just weren't weren't uh, strong, weren't energetic, uh, didn't have the defensive intensity. Chris Finch saying it was sort of our on-the-ball defense, which, you know, well, people, if you want a quick solution or, or, or quick reason why that's happened, Patrick Beverly is gone, and maybe they don't have that uh, defense intensity on the perimeter anymore. They don't have the intensity throughout the, the lineup, even though people thought Rudy Gobert would correct that. So, yeah, they're, they're a team that's – fine overall in terms of their record but when you watch them it isn't fun to watch and it was interesting to see at the end of the game Greg Popovich go up to Carl Anthony Towns and have a, a pretty long powwow he got into Carl uh, Anthony Towns ear and uh, you know when Greg speaks I'm sure Carl Anthony Towns listens Carl Anthony Towns thought he was going for a quick handshake and out uh, but Greg <laughs> pulled him in let me give you some advice listen there. son uh, you have your you have the ability you have all the god-given tools and whatever he, whatever else he said, we don't know sure. he said. I shouldn't correct that. I shouldn't correct that. I, I sound like an analyst. I sound like Mark Jackson saying. And he said when he went up for his three point shot, you know, like I'm putting the words in Pop's mouth. But I assume it was, hey Carl, let's get this together. You are, you have it all. So uh, yeah, the, the Wolves start has been, even though the record again is they is beat the good. Lakers luckily on uh, what was that Friday night. Yeah, they, yeah. they squeezed one out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, that didn't look all that no. great either. But Anthony no. Davis wasn't in that game. So we won't harp on the uh, Wolves too much. We did that last week, but not a great start for them. Who else you got then for a winner of the weekend? Another, Let's go another, another team. Another small market team here uh, with the Oklahoma City Thunder that people weren't expecting a lot of this season, sort of like the San Antonio Spurs. They're 3-3, three and three, baby. They have won three straight, and they are not a pushover. Anytime you see them on the basketball floor, they're going to defend. They have the sixth best defense, and that comeback that they had this weekend against the Mavericks Saturday, it was all about defense. It's, this is a pretty unique team because they can't shoot, uh, but they're still winning. This is a, a stat here because their defense is getting it done. I like this stat. Last season, there were 72 games where a team shot 20% or worse from three. Those teams were 8-64 and 64 in those games. Can't shoot the three. Everybody's talking yeah. about the math these days. Well, you lose you games. Lose. Eight and sixty-four. OKC is two and zero oh in games like that so far this season. Just bad shooting. <laughs> Where for... they shot less than twenty percent yeah, from three. Yeah, and they won uh, because they can defend. All baby cakes. Uh, thank you on Twitter for <laughs> for that stat. But uh, the final four fourteen minutes of the uh, fo- final four fourteen of the fourth against the Mavericks on Saturday. The Mavs were up 16, 414 left, and the Mavs only scored two points the rest of the way in the fourth quarter. Lou Dort was guarding Luka Doncic mm-hmm. down the stretch, and then Luka was asked post game, How about that Lou Dort, huh? And he said, Well, he is one of the top three defenders in the game. <laughs> wow. Get him a podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, very, very good. For, yeah, maybe it's Draymond Green who has a podcast that is the other one of the other top three. Uh, Luca did not uh, elaborate. He wasn't asked, I don't think. But uh, great compliment for Lou Dort, who was guarding Luca. Uh, also, you know, one of the great defenders on OKC, their best player, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Skeets, you might not be waiting too long for that All Star oh, appearance. If they stay five hundred, you can lock him in as an All Star. My God, it's this, just going to be the record because he's on fire right now. This guy is fun. He, he in that game, he was thirty eight points, six boards, nine assists, two steals, one block. 
eight for eight from the line. He hasn't missed a free throw this season, and he only took two threes. He's he's Andre Miller like. He's a little old school. He he knows that he can't shoot the three all that well, and he's so squirmy. He can get wherever he oh, wants. He can. Uh, so he's averaging thirty one on the season. 50 and 37 in terms of his percentages, 7 assists, 2.4 steals, and 1.2 blocks. 1.2 blocks yeah, for this guy yeah. per game. So he scored 24, between 24 and 38 in each of his five games. Those are those are fun sort of top-end guys on this team, but Sam Presti has built it up pretty well. I mean, they didn't have Josh Giddy on Saturday. Didn't matter. Isaiah Joe came in at the last 4.30. And <laughs> where did sco- you come from? Yeah, where did you come from? Well, he came from <laughs> Philly. Uh, but he hasn't, he hasn't played a lot in this league. He hadn't played the entire game. 4.30 left in the fourth quarter. Hey, Isaiah, get in there. He scored seven in the last few minutes of regulation, then eight in overtime for his 15 points. Jalen Williams came back. He hadn't played since the uh, first game of the season. Right. He was injured, broke that orbital bone. He's playing with a mask looks weird he hates it uh, but he was key in in the fourth he had 13 overall so this over under win total projected at uh, 23 and a half for this team over's looking good right now uh, so are the spurs i guess too yeah They're over. no doubt so are the jazz, so are the jazz. like what is going on with these three teams yeah even the hornets i mean are like a lot of us thought myself for sure thought they might be the worst team in the league and they're they're scrappy pulling out some wins here yeah so Incredible start by uh, from Shea here, though, and, and the Thunder and the Spurs. I'm glad yeah. we're showing some love to these small market teams that we we'll talked about. We'll get to uh, the Mavs falling apart there a little bit at the end. Okay. Uh, but at the same time, OKC's tough to play against. They are. That's right. They are. Some mini winners. I'm going to throw them at you guys. Uh, the Bucks have to be continue to be a winner of the weekend because they're still undefeated. They're the only undefeated team in the league. And uh, the Hawks put up a fight against them on Saturday night. And the night before, they took care of the Knicks. So they just keep winning. They look like the best team in the league. Uh, you, know, you know, they don't even have like their full squad here, and they're taking care of business. So the Bucks, a winner of the weekend. Got to show some love to uh, all the teams that got their first W this weekend. We're talking about the Orlando Magic. We're talking about the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, <laughs> Kings are back. And the Los Angeles Lakers. Tass, they all get their first win, and a big part of that last two games actually with the Lakers. Uh, Russell Westbrook, you've been calling for it coming off the bench and uh yesterday there on sunday 18 points eight boards eight assists uh and they were pumped and they gave darvin ham they poured water on darvin ham <laughs> sort of like a sloppy steak when you think about it <laughs> <laughs> dangerous knights crew call the lakers right. i'd love like, to see lebron in like that tight white shirt with the vest yeah on. that'd be sick that'd be awesome <laughs> <Pouring> <laughs> win. No, pour, <laughs> pour water on the sloppy ham. pork chops yeah exactly uh, that would have been great they could have turned around and gone out in LA, Halloween, yes, done it all with, with the costume for sure, for sure. Chicken but... spaghetti at Chickalini. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Lakers used to be a piece of shit, <laughs> but teams can change. change. <laughs> That's the motto. Uh, so anyway, they all got their first victory there. Anything about the Westbrook part of it all? Because you have been saying he, this for a while. Doesn't he look so much happier? He looked happy, no doubt. <laughs> I mean, he could just play he like himself happy. a little bit more. The ball's in his hands yeah. when he comes off the bench. So I, I think it just makes sense and. He had his most efficient night of the season, hanging out in the corners. After touching the ball, I think just, just getting comfortable with the ball, then he goes to the corner, and then that three-point percentage, I think, will go up just because, you know, he, he's just in the game more. You see, it happens in every NBA game. A player gets a little bit more confident. See, the ball goes through. Just 
is a little more bit more comfortable and uh yeah they look like an entirely different squad after one w <laughs> <laughs> they are one in five yeah the record needed it. stinks Season starts now yeah uh, but uh yeah they needed it but i don't know the fact that they've been playing hard defensively, like this team is still all together. We'll get to another one in five team, you know, after a quick break, we get to the losers of the weekend where it looks entirely different the way they play basketball. Sure. I, I know the Lakers don't have lasers and don't have shooting and don't have anyone, you know, really to compliment what Anthony Davis and LeBron James are, but at least they're playing hard. Yeah. Dar- Darvin has them playing hard. And the yeah. fact that they're, you know, splashing him at the, after the game there in, <laughs> in the locker room, that's a, Best one in five team in NBA history. I'm going. I'm going to say <laughs> wow, it right now. What a take! Yeah, I don't know, but uh, I think that's true. They, they did make 13 threes. That's what I was just going to say. That's the big thing. Yeah, they've been good defensively. They're playing hard defensively. They can score inside with LeBron and AD. It's just a matter of are they going to make shots from the outside? 13 for 30, 43 percent. That's like a week of basketball games for the Lakers usually. So. Shout out to them taking it down. The best one in five team in NBA history. <laughs> I would love to see some stats on that. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, a couple of the winners here. DeRozan, DeMar DeRozan, 20,000 points. Yes, he joined that club. 50th player in NBA history to join the 20K points club. He did it on Friday night against um, the Spurs. And immediately after he hit a jumper, great that he did it on a jumper, uh, pop called for a timeout so they could celebrate it. You know, the Spurs public uh, address announcer informed the crowd. They gave him a standing ovation. Really nice moment. Uh, yeah, that was cool. Very, very classy there from Pop. Quick trivia question for you guys mm. and everybody joining Name us live. <laughs> Name the 49. No, no. <laughs> I was going to say, okay. uh, Damar is the seventh active player to hit the mark of 20K. Can mm. you name the other six guys in the league? LeBron and KD. Correct, correct. Steph Curry. Correct. Uh, James Harden. Correct. Nice. And two more. LaMarcus Aldridge isn't active. No, no. Mello no, considered not, active? Not, no. Not calling him active. Chris Paul? Yep. Nice. One more. Who you else got is just old? You run just, the table. You literally just talked about him. Wait. Anthony Davis? No, no. Tass was just talking about him. Russell Wait. Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris you don't think of them as a, as a 20K point, no. man. Nope. Nice. There you go. So, uh, yes. DeMar DeRozan joins LeBron, KD, Harden, Wes. Why did I call him Wes? Wes. <laughs> Wes Russbrook. I was going to say Russ, and then I was going to say Westbrook, and I just decided Wes. to go with Wes. Uh, Curry and Chris Paul. There that is. Nice. Uh, I wonder if – I don't want to go there, but I'm going to go there. The Hall of Fame conversation about DeMar DeRozan. Oh. Well, he joined the even more exclusive club about of 20,000 point scorers who aren't in the Hall. You're Tom Chambers. You're Antoine Jameson. We gotta save that man. We gotta save that oh, for yeah, later no, in the fine. week. Later but there's in the just, week. there's just a few of those. There's just a few yeah, of those. Yeah. Like I mean, we've talked about it. Like, is the bar just gonna? Have it's gonna to go, go higher. Up? It's gonna yeah. have to go higher. It's gonna have to. Yeah. Uh, final piece of news here, uh, and a winner for uh, Boyan Bogdanovich signed a two-year, thirty-nine point one million dollar extension what? with the Pistons. Uh, for those that don't know, he arrived from the Jazz in the preseason uh, by way of a trade. He was entering the final year of his contract here, earning uh, $19.5 million, and he's off to an incredible start for Detroit, and they're winning some games. He's averaged 23 points, Bogdanovich has, on 52.6% shooting from the floor and 51% from deep on over seven attempts per game. He's chucking out there. Let's it fly, and... The Pistons decide to to give him the extension here. Were you shocked at all by this? Because we had talked about, like, this might just be a, a slick move from Detroit to, like, have a potential guy that they can move at the deadline and get more back than what they gave up to get him, like maybe a pick or something like that. But seemed like an asset play when they got him from yeah. Utah. 
Um, but I guess now, it could still be. It could still, yeah. I think the second year James Edward III for the athletic side is partially guaranteed. It seems like they're the they're trying to win next year or the year after with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And he fits the bill. He's a winning player. I, I know he's kind of, I don't know if the word is overlooked, I guess, in the NBA. But he's a he's a great third complementary player if, you know, Cade can take it to the next level. He's he's had an incredible career. He's had to guard LeBron when he was with the Pacers. He's a guy who was drafted at the beginning of the second round and then has, after starting or after uh, staying in Europe for a few years, his play like over is going to be over a decade here. Uh, yeah, he didn't come to the league until he was like 25. Yeah, he's 26. old. Yeah, and then, so this will pay him, you know, if that last year is guaranteed through the age of 36. And the guy is just a baller. He, he'll take on the defensive assignments. He's, he's a tough dude. And he'll score over twenty a game, uh, yeah. efficiently. So that's, so, he's a, a so that's a twenty million dollar player. In yeah. So are they goal. trying? Are they trying to win? Or are they they playing the long game? I guess they think that Cade can take that next step, and he can be there for them. I guess they could trade him at any time too, exactly. because it's a tradable yeah. contract. It's a tradable contract. It's a fine contract for, like you're saying, a third option that can start for probably most teams if they don't have a lockdown. Like this is our number three guy, uh, so yeah, this is a uh, this is good stuff. And Cade's turned it on a little bit. He had a really nice weekend after starting slow the first week of the season, and I certainly think that this could be traded down the line if they wanted next season. Maybe even makes it easier saying, "Hey, look, you yeah. got him for another yeah, two years yeah, after this." Yeah, yeah. Also, the Pistons were set to have a ton of cap space this off season, and even with this extension, I think they have tons of financial uh, flexibility and wiggle room to add more free agents or to make trades and and they probably honestly were looking at like the free agent class coming up too and were not wowed by it especially when you consider all of the uh, rookie extensions that we saw in Barrett, Poole, Hero, Hunter. I mean they're you know they're off the market now and they're thinking I don't think we're going to do better than this. So we'll just lock him up at the price he basically is at now. And he's delivering for them too. I mean that's the thing. Mm-hmm. It was an incredible start from the season. So there you go. Bogdanovich, winner of the weekend, getting paid a little bit more. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, losers of the weekend. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, back in the Classic Factory. A lot of you joining us live here on YouTube this morning. We love to see it, but we need to see some more likes. The numbers don't make sense. It doesn't add up. <laughs> tell me there's a thousand people watching. There's like 150 likes. Come on. Let's go. Hit the like button. Uh, and let's hear all of your answers with winners of the weekend and losers of the weekend, which we now go to and task. My man. Oh, boy. Here we go. Get us started with your uh, big loser of the NBA weekend. Yeah, I got this Brooklyn Nets one. I, okay. let, let's do this one. <laughs> to me, it started on the basketball floor. I was watching that game against the Indiana Pacers on Saturday, and it felt like rock bottom uh, for this 1-5 in five team. I don't know what rock bottom is for this Brooklyn Nets team. It's, I don't, I, we may have not gotten there yet, but the way that Kevin Durant was hanging his head 
uh, was just emotionally drained. It felt like coming off the bench, this dude is just scoring 30 plus per game and they just keep on losing. Uh, he is, yeah, he, it's, it's an entirely, my, my size here, my, my, my noises here. It just, it, it, is exactly what's going on with the Brooklyn Nets. Like, what is going on there? They must be extremely frustrated. Uh, I don't want to play body language doctor, but I got to. I got to with Kevin Durant. He, he just looks like he's not into it. Uh, with going the, through the motions. Yeah, a little, a little bit. bit. I mean, he's he's like, there scoring points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I think you got to be frustrated. You know, comparing it to the Brooklyn or the uh, Los Angeles Lakers situation. You've got two guys at the top of this roster, and Kyrie and Kevin Durant, who are scoring 30-plus per game. They're averaging 30-plus per game. What more can those guys do offensively? Uh, but their third guy, who gets paid a lot, and Ben Simmons is just not adding enough to this team. And then their effort guys aren't efforting enough, and uh, their defense just absolutely stinks. Uh, they got obliterated in the effort department against an Indiana Pacers team. Uh, this Brooklyn Nets team was had lost three in a row going into this game so you'd think the Pacers coming in we're going to get a win this Pacers team is not expected to do much this year uh, but they were out rebounded by 19 by the Indiana Pacers so you think oh Miles Turner probably had 20 boards no he wasn't even playing uh, they they just they just were getting killed by a bunch of guys on this roster up and down this roster that were trying harder than them 13 more offensive rebounds and look I, I think the frustration uh, the what the hell are we doing here partly is we're hitting half of our shots they hit 50 percent of their shots in this game uh, but still got trampled because they allowed a lot of open looks to the Pacers they hit half their threes and uh, allowed so many rebounds so their number three guy isn't helping out enough they're tiny uh, and you know uh, beyond their top two guys they're not getting enough on this roster and then we go post game after this horrific, horrific game, um, they had a players-only meeting after this game. The first players-only meeting, I think, of the season. If Is we it? look around so, the NBA, yeah. I think so. After yeah, after getting trampled uh, by this Pacers team. And they're getting a rematch tonight. So we'll see how they uh, respond in mm -hmm. these uh, two-game baseball sets. Same thing happening tonight, Indiana in Brooklyn. Uh, but also post-game, uh, Kyrie Irving's media session was pretty eventful. So if you don't know the backstory, Kyrie Irving tweeted uh, – his followers uh, informing them about a movie, a movie which uh, demonizes the Jewish people. It's uh, the classic tropes about an entire race of people. Conspiracy theory garbage, unfortunately. And uh, Kyrie defended it post-game. He said, when asked about it, did I do anything illegal? Did I hurt anybody? Did I harm anybody? And as an influencer, as a person with such a big platform... The answer is absolutely yes. Even though he wants to take little pieces and parts of the movie that he tweeted about, uh, there is a larger message in this movie, and there, there's tons of, of little bits of information which are disgusting mm -hmm. and uh, contribute to a lot of the anti-Semitic attacks that are happening in the U.S. They're at an all-time high in 2021. It's been happening year after year after year, especially on the heels of what happened with Kanye West recently. I mean, it's, it's happening everywhere. People are jumping on the Kanye West bandwagon, and those messages matter from these people, regardless if Kyrie you know, is good-intentioned, well-intentioned or not. It's, uh, it's extremely sad. It shouldn't be happening. And you know, the NBA and the Nets owner, Joe Cy, released statements condemning it. Um, although you had Kanye West endorsing Kyrie Irving, backing him. He put a, pub, 
uh, a photo of Kyrie Irving on his Instagram account saying, "Wow, oh, he's a real one." I mean, he's a real one in terms of not knowing what the heck he's doing out there. That this is this is damaging. It's dangerous, and people are going to be attacked because they start to believe the crap that they are are given from stars. And Kyrie since deleted the tweet, and there's that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's. But he sure he doubled is, down in this. Yeah press conference whatever you want to call it after yeah. the game yeah again he was doubling down on the parts that he believes are whatever you know <laughs> that that stuff absolutely just it doesn't matter it's part of a bigger message from this movie and this book yeah. which uh are you know there's there's so much anti-semitism in it if, if you if you read about it and try and understand it and he's got too big a platform to just be thinking that he can just you know tweet one little thing and nothing else matters so it's unfortunate. It's very, very unfortunate. I think it's just dangerous and super dishonest the way he's going about it. Maybe somebody hasn't been hurt specifically after a Kyrie Irving tweet, but people can and will be hurt being exposed to the things that he's linking to. I also think it's so dishonest where he's like, I'm such a big influence in my community. And then in the same answer, he says, I have no influence yeah. in my community. It doesn't make sense to me. He wants a reaction. And then when there's a reaction, he doesn't want to have a dialogue about it. You're exactly right. He's become the NBA's Kanye West, and you're kind of going down the wrong path when that's the guy agreeing with you. So, very disappointing from Kyrie, but it's been about four years of being disappointed in Kyrie and the way he has been trying to lead, or whatever you want to call it, since he's got to the Nets. Do you think uh, the Nets or the league will do anything else besides statements? And let's be honest, the NBA said nothing in their statement. Very toothless. I guess Josiah and the Nets said a little bit more in naming, you know? him uh will there be more consequences to pushing very dangerous and false ideas that's highly unlikely i I don't think so i mean it's on the heels of a few months ago tweeting about uh secret societies in america which uh you know is obviously being uh, perpetuated and is being amplified in the u.s and uh, on social media accounts i mean it started as you know, sort of humorous, innocuous stuff way back when we flat earthed it. You know, that was some <laughs> that 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 was sort of the beginning of it. Definitely. And uh, then, yeah, these these little bits come out, and uh, now it's getting far more dangerous. So, should something be done? Apparently, he's going to meet with Josiah and talk about it. <laughs> but um, no, it is it's unfortunate. I mean, it, it rings sort of like what happened with Stephen Jackson uh, last year. Because I, I say that because it's it's sort of. A, the unfortunate part is Kyrie does speak up for uh, Native American issues and sort of Stephen Jackson was speaking up for the Black Lives Matter movement at the same time. And then all of a sudden come these anti-Semitic tropes that literally get people killed. I mean, it was happening this weekend. There was a message projected on uh, the Florida Gators uh, Georgia Bulldogs game on, on the outside of the arena that Kanye West was right about the Jews. I mean, it's being amplified yeah. and perpetuated and this stuff just has to be squashed and that's why these attacks were at the highest in 2021 because of stuff like this so it is on him yeah it, it, it's he just has to understand as you said Trey he has to understand his platform and he can't just can't just pick and choose and say my, my, my message was good I was yeah. googling something I, I liked I it yeah, yeah that's the thing okay you're gonna post this crazy but then when you're asked about it you can't refuse to explain why you're doing it exactly. and also you're promoting it that's like, this is the part, like, now, like, the conversation about this whole press conference was like, oh, my God, Nick Friedel pushing really hard on this. Like, he's asking, he's like, you promoted it. And he's saying, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I just put a link up. Come on. 
That's what you're doing. Anytime I tweet, you tweet, whatever, no matter your audience, especially when you have an audience of millions, but no matter your audience, you are promoting. You're the mm-hmm. definition of the word, whatever it is you're directing people towards. Yeah. So that was, I just can't believe then the conversation was like, oh my God, about how, how could Nick Friedell, a reporter, actually ask him to explain himself of what he was. <laughs> Kyrie and Kanye, to me, both want to speak and have people listen and not have it go, yeah, the, yeah, same, yeah, yeah. go the other way. And so no surprise that Kyrie was getting more upset with the phraseology of the question than actually what was being discussed. They're giving him a chance to apologize. Every single interview like that is giving somebody a chance to apologize, and Kyrie's not going to do it. No? So what does that tell you about him? Yeah, I think Bruce Arthur said this in the Toronto Star, that the blowback convinces the contrarian mind of how right he must be. And that, to, like... Kyrie spot on, Kanye spot on, and it's it's uh it's crazy. Let's keep going. Loser of the weekend, back to the basketball floor. There we go. What do you got? Well, the Lakers, the Nets, and the Sixers are providing cover for a lot of teams, I feel like, and one of them, no doubt, is the LA Clippers, who are really struggling. They've got four straight losses after losing to the Pelicans by 30 yesterday. In related news, possibly four straight games without Kawhi Leonard. Looks like he's going to be out mm-hmm. again tonight. No real clue when he's going to be coming back. We knew there would be some management of his knee injury, certainly coming into the season, but I don't think anybody expected him to play a handful of minutes off the bench in two games and then be out for another week. So weird stuff for the Clippers in that department. On the court, the people who are playing are struggling. 29th in offense. They're leading the league in turnovers. They're forcing the fewest turnovers. So you're getting six or seven extra shots, basically, if you're the other team. And they're 29th in made threes. That's kind of like... The Clippers' ID or identification. What am I trying to say? Identity right there. <laughs> they make threes. They force turnovers because they're playing small and fast. It ain't happening so far. So I'm looking sideways at Paul George right now. He's at 19 points per game, six rebounds, four assists, 38 from the field, and 26 from three. He came into the season saying he's number two uh, for the Clippers. But if Kawhi's going to be missing this much time, we need to see Paul George knocking on the door of the MVP table kind of thing. Uh, performances from him. So disappointing all around from the Clippers. Their offense is just drive and kick for the most part, so I'm not totally surprised that they don't have their main drive and kick guys, that they're not doing well. But I thought the Clippers would be a little bit better than this to start the season, and they are not. Yeah, it's something we do in the first couple weeks of the season, Tass, is uh, are we pressing the panic button when mm. it comes to you know a particular team's rough start? Are you doing it with the Clippers here? I, I'm... I'm not just hovering over the panic button. I'm gently pressing it. <laughs> You're touching I, it? Yeah. Caressing it? Yeah. Okay. I, I can't bang on it quite yet <laughs> because Kawhi hasn't played a lot. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you want to press it because Kawhi hasn't played a lot. The fact that uh, his knee management is already an issue to start the season, and yeah, you can just say, of course, they, they're just being uh, somewhat careful here. But uh, he's been out for a long time prior to this season. He has played in only two of the six games to start, and it's going to be two of seven after tonight. So Paul George needs his number one, and and, uh, he is, I think, trying to take it slow into the season. I think that's what Paul George is doing. He's just trying to get to the playoffs. And uh, I I know, Skeetsy, you were saying that you didn't really believe in this team. All these – all all the – the pundits, you know, putting a lot of praise on the Clippers before yeah. the season, thinking that, oh, you know, the roster on paper makes sense, but they need their lead guys to be playing like lead guys. And I don't, I think Paul George has another level. He can play better, but 
Uh, I don't know if he wants to right, no, right now. Yeah, I was tricked by the Brooklyn Nets in believing in them. I wasn't being tricked by the uh, Los Angeles Clippers uh, in the Western Conference. A big part of it, of course, is these guys just never play. And, uh, yeah, it's bad. I couldn't believe the 17.5 turnovers per game. That is a hell of a lot of turnovers from a team that when you don't have your guys, yeah, everybody's got to contribute. You can't beat yourself, and that's what they're doing yourself. here. Um, but, yeah, 2-4, and four, I mean, we're going to always have to, like, go back to what the Celtics did last year. All season long, whoever starts poorly, we're going to have to go, yeah, but Boston. They turned it around. Uh, <laughs> but, Boston. Yeah. but Boston. So, <laughs> Boston. you know, it's not over, but it's also a loaded Western Conference. And at a certain point, you're going to get too far behind where you're going to hurt your chances of seeding, being on the road, going through the juggernauts, and, like, making it very, very difficult to then go to a, to a finals. And that's, their, like, that's what they want here. <laughs> like, it's not win a first round. Oh, yeah. It's a disappointment sure. at this point. It's... it's it's at, it's really to be a finalist if not win the title. So, man, they're not making it easy with this pretty piss poor start here. I'm a little worried. Maybe the 2010s are just over. Finally, you know, <laughs> LeBron at the bottom of the standings, Clippers at the bottom of the standings, mm. Kevin Durant at the bottom of the standings with the Nets. All the best players from the 2010s, wow, are on bad teams, and all the best players from the 2020s are on the best teams. We're old, guys. Jesus. It's happening in the NFL as well. Tom Brady sucks. Aaron Rodgers sucks. <laughs> Russell Wilson sucks. Jesus. I guess this is growing up. That's my Halloween costume. <laughs> old guy. Old guy. <laughs> <laughs> old dilapidated muscles. And that's the, the difference between the Boston Celtics of last year and the Clippers of this year. Their best players are old. The Celtics were not. Yeah. I know, I know yeah, the yeah. Celtics are yeah. a kind of an, a veteran team this year with Brogdon and Horford, and they've got some, some older guys. Uh, I think they're seventh oldest team, while the Clippers are the, the fourth oldest team, and their lead guys just haven't played enough. I, I, the scary part is Kawhi. It all comes down to Kawhi. If, if he's injured, then this team, the ceiling is, yeah. you know, whatever it is. I also uh, wanted to bring up this game because Zion Williamson came back. Oh, yeah, he did. That's exciting. 21 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists. Love the 7 assists because my man was setting the table. Looked like he hadn't missed uh, a day, and he probably would have finished with a triple-double if he actually got to play at the end of the game instead of the massive blowout that the Pelicans pulled off. Do we know if the Pelicans play on Christmas? Because I have an idea that the NBA... Oh, they don't this year. Mm-mm. Okay, I just checked. Because mm, I was going to say, and I've said this before, if they did, even if they don't, just do it whenever, NBA. Rig the net. Have it break. <laughs> Let Zion bring it down. Mm. Shaq style. I'm telling I'm serious. Somebody get in there, tinker with a bolt. Did you see a couple of those dunks? He had the thing rocking. Yeah. Like they oh, made yeah. the, they're, oh, too, yeah. they're too strong, these nets now. You can't really bring them down. I don't too even think Shaq strong. could. But, uh, you know, put an old one in there. Like, loosen something. Bring it down. People go <laughs> nuts. Something. People go nuts. It'd be awesome on Christmas. I was thinking, man, you're going to have to counter the NFL this year. You get Zion bringing down the net. People are going to be flipping over. What the hell just happened? Yeah. Just an idea. That's, that's a very <laughs> good, that's idea. good idea. That's a good I, idea. I just want to see somebody bring it down. It should be him. I haven't looked at the God. Christmas Day schedule recently. Yeah, I know. No, I'm, not... I'm guessing it looks way worse now that the season has started. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I was trying to go through it yesterday, and I totally forgot. I, I didn't know it off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't but uh, Zion could bring it could okay. could bring it back. But yeah. they didn't trust enough for Zion to be healthy enough I know, to I know. him on That's the right. So what do we got here, Trey? 76ers-Knicks. Yeah, okay. Still good. Yeah, Still a good, good matchup, I think. Lakers-Mavericks. Okay. Well. That one's going to come down to a Luka Doncic game winner. Okay. Will he make it or will he miss it? He's okay. missed every single one so far this season, but let's keep tracking that. Bucks, Celtics, classic. Grizzlies, Warriors. Okay. <laughs> Could be a blowout for one. the Grizzlies at this point. <laughs> and Suns, Nuggets. A classic uh, late game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's not brutal, though. It's, it's, not, it's not brutal. It's, it's not brutal. It's we holding got, up. We got no nets. 
We got no nets. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah, and no pelicans. I don't yeah. think – I think you've got a great idea with the Yeah, backboard. you like that idea? Oh, it's a great idea. Because I was watching the, the Clippers-Pelicans game uh, yesterday with, with Danielle, and I said, that man is huge, pointing out Zion Williamson. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is the ninth wonder of the world in terms of a basketball body. 6'6", 280, 290, whatever he is. It's, it's lower than 290 because his contract says it has to be. And she said, no, it's not. No, he's not that big. He's not that big. I said, he, he's not tall. He's not seven foot. She said, yeah, Shaq's way bigger. I said, but, 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 but he's but, but. wider, Danielle. Do you see Can it? Can you fire up some old Charles Barkley clips for her? Mm. Show that to Danielle. I don't man. think she'll care. Guy's like 6'4". <laughs> yeah. Zion size, lead yeah. fast breaks and dunking over guys. Anyways, <laughs> just break a backboard and I think Danielle will appreciate it. Okay. Just, yeah, that's right. But it's those backboards too, they won't shatter. Well, no, but no, nor did Shax. I mean, he brought them down. He brought First it, oh, one, so he just straight brought up brought down. Second one, people think it was rigged. Yeah. <laughs> the, the hydraulics. <laughs> yeah. <Remember? laughs> Very calmly set. But I want the, the first one. I want the one to collapse on Zion. Yeah. I hope, I, and he doesn't get injured. <laughs> that would be bad. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should think this through. Yeah. No, I, I think you could. Uh, see, I was thinking shattering. And I thought he'd oh, dunk yeah. it, everyone would get out of the way, and then you'd somehow break it so yeah. there'd be no glass on everybody. But then it'd take forever to clean up. Yeah. And then people would complain didn't, about that. Uh, didn't Darvin Ham uh, shatter Ham a backboard back in college? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, loser of the weekend. I want to get loser of the weekend to the collective bargaining negotiations, <laughs> which have go. already started. Here's why. Here's why. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so Friday night, Woj reports that the NBA is pursuing the implementation of an upper spending limit in its negotiations on the new CBA with the Players Association. Tell me what that means. Okay, okay. Well, first off, surprise, surprise, Woj also says this change has been met with significant union resistance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and this is why I'm, I'm calling it a loser, uh, because this is going to be, this is a non-starter in discussion. So this is what you do when you start negotiating. When we have to uh, negotiate with the athletic coming up, we'll ask for $10 million to start with, you know? You start crazy high, and they say, we're not doing that. And, oh, okay, okay. And then you get to negotiating. But this, I'll, I'll explain it for you, Tass. It's okay. basically in the wake of, like, these large market contenders, your Warriors, your Nets, your Clippers, running up these massive payrolls, running up these massive luxury tax penalties, and that the NBA is proposing a system that would replace the luxury tax with a hard limit. That you could not exceed pay salaries. NFL style. Uh, I'm not a... Yeah, they have, a, they have a hard okay, cap. There you hard go. Cap. They have a hard cap. Hard cap. Uh, of course, a union, a player association would be against this because then it's like, what do you mean? Now you're limiting what we can make in theory. So that's why this is not even going to be a discussion. But, you know, it gets all the headlines and people are going to start talking about it. But it's just... I say it's a loser because it's just like... It's almost a slick move by the NBA. They, they, they throw this out there. And then what does this mean they're actually going to be really trying to get in the in the upcoming collective bargaining agreement so yeah we're not going to see this okay you don't it's think not, so? no no the nba a, already makes more money from chance. basketball than the players do there you think there's going to be a hard limit you think the the union Man, fighting probably for this? not no probably way. not on this cba but obviously that's what they want and that's what they're going to be going for long term oh, nfl maybe. does have a hard cap they make more not money than idea. the nba <laughs> they make more money than the nba they're a bigger league than the nba and they have more parity yeah, and, their union, ba- and their union sucks. <laughs> but their league is great. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't know. If you want basketball to be the biggest sport in the world, maybe you should copy the NFL a little bit. I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen either. But uh, to me, this is a bad omen for CBA negotiations. If they're asking for something that that, that is this big of a deal, there's going to be a fight on their hands. Oh, I mean, people are trying to pretend there won't be. We've been saying this for a while. You can go back and listen to the podcast. This is going – There's. I mean – Look, I don't want to be all gloom and dread here. Maybe it's because it's Halloween. 
Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is not going to go well. I 100% agree with you, Trey. Like this is there's going to be a lot of fighting over this collective bargaining agreement, and you know they're they're trying to work in a uh, an agreement before the December 15th deadline that each side has to give notice to opt out of the current one. Um, but it expires after 2023-24. Mm-hmm. This seven-year deal. I think we're uh, unfortunately headed towards you know whatever another sort of lockout potential. Definitely possible. Yeah. Okay. Final one here, Trey. What do you got? Three options for worst loss of the weekend. Hit me. Saturday, the Mavs lose to the Thunder. Tass mentioned it. Yeah. The Mavs had a 16-point lead with four minutes and 14 seconds left. Tim McMahon of ESPN had the stat that NBA teams were 9,975-1 and when leading by 16 or more points in the final four minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Now 9,975-2. and Doncic missed the game winner in that game, lost in overtime. Another uh, candidate for worst loss of the weekend. Sunday, the Nuggets lose to the Lakers. They lost to the Lakers, and they <laughs> gave up 121 points. That's a lot of points to give up to the Lakers team. Yep. Their first win, five Nuggets scored in double digits, but did not matter. A near triple-double for Westbrook. Crazy. Yeah. And then two bad Warriors losses. They were beat handily by the Pistons yesterday, gave up a ton of points, 128 to the Pistons. But I'm more concerned with the OT loss Saturday to the Hornets. No starting backcourt for the Hornets. And this one makes the cut for me because it eliminated me from our Run Your Pools game. Oh, no. I thought Warriors versus Hornets. This is an easy one. No LaMelo. No Terry. No Trey anymore. Week two. I mean, this says week two. It's really week one. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm done. Yeah, well, I saw. I checked the pool this morning. (laughs) Uh, I think you're alive, Tass, and I'm alive. But, uh. Almost half the people are already done, so you're not alone, Trey. Now some forgot to some forgot to make a pick. I think 200 plus people forgot to make a pick, so that's on them. But uh, yeah, it's already we already cut this pool in (laughs) half, just like that. Nice. Yeah, it's good for us. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so which one do you when the pool when the pool started? I thought. Oh, this is gonna be pretty easy. Right. You're, not, you're not picking uh, point spreads. You're just literally picking the winner so of the basketball you never game. Know. You never you know. You never know in the National Basketball Association. Some of the easiest games. Well, who did you pick on the in schedule. the last week? I picked uh, the Wolves to beat the Spurs. So did I. Uh, that, the first game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Se- well, second game, right? They Spurs. Well, yes. Uh, the Spurs got them the game. first. Yes, yes. 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 You're, right, you're right. You're right. It was the second game. Yeah. Uh, oh, nice pick. Hey man. <laughs> Great pick. Uh, but, sorry, yeah, sorry this... muscle man. Yeah, what can I say? <laughs> JD, you still in it? <laughs> Am I still in the survivor pool? Yeah, man, I'm like number 30. No, not that actual survivor uh... pool, not the reality <laughs> show. <laughs> you didn't make a pick in our NBA survivor pool? Uh, I forgot to okay. even join the thing, guys. Uh, my, uh, my join bad, it. My I saw you. Join it. Wait, so, I can still join, right? No, no, you can't. Ah, You're no, done. not week three. Anyways, I, uh, I saw you rigging up your mic there. I thought you were getting ready to I talk about I got an about... ad read coming. Oh, you got an ad read coming. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were ready to talk about the basketball pool. But uh, I do agree with Trey. The Hornets one was worse because of the way the Warriors looked at the end of this game. It was unwarrior like uh, at the end of regulation. Steph tried to hit a real hero ball shot. Maybe because he was back oh, home yeah. in Charlotte. Yep. Uh, he said it post game, uh, but they they didn't look crisp. They didn't look know what they were sort of running at the end of the fourth quarter, and that's unwarriors like. Mm-hmm. They, they they just weren't on the right spots on the floor. You could see they're hesitating with their passes. This didn't happen at the beginning of last year when they rolled to an NBA championship. They were cooking for a long stretch to start the season. So there's something going on there with the Warriors opening night. They roll, we think, oh, they're back. Uh, but 
you know, they lost to Phoenix when I think they looked on the other side of the floor and they saw a Phoenix team that was, you know, playing really, really well. Mm -hmm. And maybe they thought to themselves, we're not, we're not as good as the Phoenix Suns right now. Uh, And then, yeah, they lose to the Hornets where, you know, they weren't themselves. And then the Pistons game, yeah, that was, uh, they just got run off the floor, really, uh, against the Pistons. That was a tough pick, taking the Warriors in Charlotte. They never win there. I just did some fact-checking here, and at least the last four seasons they've lost that game when mm. Curry makes his return there in Charlotte. You're they, saying I should have done some research. You should have <laughs> done some research. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. blew it. But the, all right. That's all right. The second game I was considering was Warriors at Pistons. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so if I would have uh, actually done research, I'd be like, oh, they always lose to the Hornets. Pistons it is. Okay. They lost by more. Hey, let us know in the stream team. Are you still alive? Or if you're out, uh, which team did you in? Was it the Warriors in one of those games? Was it somebody else? Uh, let us know. we got to take one more break when we come back. Pick them results from Friday night and tweet of the night. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And the suit looked sharp. Very sharp. Saw the photos, both yep. from you and your wife, mm-hmm. blasting some grams, and uh, thought he looked really good. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's great. It's great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he looked great next to his date, who had sort of some, like, burgundy in her dress. Uh, and, uh, they planned know. that, eh? I think it was planned, yeah. Yeah, yeah a little pocket square, too. I loved uh, the, uh, I guess, the set of photos where he is dipping her, his date, and yes. then she is dipping him, <laughs> yes. a 6'2 giant. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Very funny. He was literally holding himself up using <laughs> uh, using his abs or whatever else he used for that. I could never do that, but uh, yeah, great. Oh, to be young and in shape. Ah, uh, <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, we're just old farts now. Uh, Picking results from Except Friday. For muscle night. man. Well, yeah, this guy He's looks ripped. jacked. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the abs. Holy, you got like. I, no, I, was, I was working out hard. <laughs> summer, summer 2021. Fighting lean, you know? I said to Laura, just one of those guys who'll never have abs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, let me ask you. You uh, straight nude under that? <laughs> no. No, no, no. I'm layered up, Doc. Really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't know how warm or cold this was going to be. And honestly, um... 
I'll say this is unisex. <laughs> there are no oh. identifying characteristics in the groinal region. It's not sax underwear. Yeah, <laughs> no. Well, promo code no dugs, I am wearing a pair of sacks. Oh, wow, 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 wow. I'm parked in the pouch. <laughs> nice. But I was hoping to keep it a little tame. <laughs> I love the gloves part of it. <laughs> There's a couple of uh, photoshops from our man. <laughs> Attack on Titan. That looks cool. Oh my god, it looks so creepy with the face. Yeah, on. the face looks pretty good when it's yeah. on the right way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is it, will it be too weird to cut out the eyes? Just so you can uh, see. So I better. can actually see. I mean, it'd probably be a lot safer walking around. It's sort of foggy out here in Atlanta today That's a good too. Point. It's a nice spooky yeah. night for Halloween, but. Yeah, that looks amazing. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Trey Kirby, the spirit Halloween meme. It's a lot of beef, 100% beef. <laughs> Ooh, this is Jerome. Jerome's killing oh, it. too good. Hey, winner of the oh, weekend to Jerome, man. Yeah, winner of the weekend to him. Yeah, always. <laughs> uh, okay, picking results. That's why we're hearing the music. Uh, Friday night's game, Knicks in Milwaukee. Bucks were only favored by six and a half. And they took care of business. They got it done. Victory for uh, Trey and I. We improved to four and five. Taz took the Knicks to cover. So that loss puts you to six and three. Yeah. So we're pretty close we here. We are. Although, well, never. Are we, are we calling? Are we resetting in November? Because this is the final night. So you've already won. I don't know. Well, okay. Well, congratulations. You won. Okay. Um, I guess yeah, I you won. won. I think we, I yeah, think, you won. I think we reset it. It used to be a short month in October. Yeah. But now we got like two weeks of games. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. pretty long. Yeah, we're ten games here after tonight. Uh, so what's tonight's game? Let's yeah, finish it off. Let's style, finish right? it off here. We got a Raps Hawks game in Toronto, but we're gonna skip mm. that one. Uh, we also have Memphis Utah. I think that's gonna be a fun one. We'll skip that one though because I saw Indy and Brooklyn on the schedule, and I thought it was a tough game, considering what happened on Saturday yeah. where the Pacers took care of Brooklyn. The Nets are eight and a half point favorites. That's a big line. So that's why you guys jumped on the Pacers. Just got to lose by eight or less. How the heck do you have faith in this Brooklyn team? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I took them because you guys took the Pacers, and we've got this rule in house. Uh, No one, we can't, we can't all take the same team. Well, you did something very kind this morning. I saw. You picked the game, you put it in the dock, but you did not make your selection. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, I waited. I also picked the Knicks on Friday. That was kind of me. I was gonna lose. I knew I was gonna lose. Oh, you one. knew you were gonna yeah. lose. Oh, I picked the Knicks. Convenient. Uh, but anyways, uh, I don't mind finishing with two straight losses because I'm winning. <laughs> yeah, I guess. yeah. You got to win. So I don't know with this Brooklyn Nets team, they could win. I, I, I'm betting more on the Pacers not being great again. Yeah, because they're the Pacers. We'll see. Uh, let's get to tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Tweet of the night. Um. More so tweet of the weekend, if I'm being quite honest, because the footage comes from Cavs Celtics Friday night when at Sports Boy Tony <laughs> noticed that Luke Cornett invented a new way of defending the rim. There's a guy taking a corner three, I think it's a Coro, and Luke Cornett is jumping in the lane and putting his hands up, you know, 10 feet high or something like that, trying to take a Coro's eyes off what he's shooting at. The Athletics' Jay King followed up with Cornette after the game, and he said Luke Cornette said that he's been told this jumping style works, said if the numbers start to show otherwise, he'll adjust, but players have told him this makes an impact. Cornette said, we're visually dependent people. So, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> you buy it? Does this work? Well, okay, even if that is true, 
the, the issue I see as the seven-footer on the team is now you are, and you saw it in the second clip, you are in no position to go get a rebound. So I guess on one hand, yeah, good for you. The guy missed the shot. But, like, what about getting the ball back? So Turns his back on the know. tallest guy on the court to rebound. I, don't know. I guess, I guess that, that second shot went over the rim, right? So yeah. there was no rebound to be yeah. had, but... Ah, wild. I mean, it's almost... Do you remember Jose Calderon and his clap defense? Mm. He used to be a big, like, <laughs> like 30 feet away from the guy. He was always, Jose was always clapping. Uh, I don't think it ever worked. You see it in, you see it in the odd pickup run. You know, every once in a while, somebody just does a clap or a yell. Yeah, a clap. Yeah. yeah. You know I love brownies. Oh, brownies <laughs> oh yeah, brownies. Oh. pretty similar. Show the nips. Be tough in that. Yeah. <laughs> no nips. Do that. You think this works? <laughs> yeah. Luke Cornette sitting post game. <laughs> Yeah, I've been told it works. Uh, I'll have to check the numbers, but we're visually dependent people, so I'm going to keep doing it. Doesn't <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What do you think about Luke here? Uh, what a move? No, I think, Next level? I think, Galaxy I, brain thinking? I think uh, Trey's muscle costume is way more effective <laughs> yeah. than Luke Cornett. I, it's one of those things you see on Twitter, and you, you see it happen the first time. You're like, okay, yeah, that really works. He blocked his line of sight. Then you look at it. There's no way he blocks the guy's line. <laughs> we got to hear from Akora. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you notice yeah. him? <laughs> yeah, no. I'm not buying it. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, we got one more. Can I uh, piggyback off that tweet? Do you mind, uh, Muscle Man? Uh, go for it. Okay. I need to you unzip can't, uh, to see what the tweet is real quick. Okay, okay, let me tell you. Muscle Man can piggyback anything. Uh, at JDI, did you go sound up on it? Yeah. Okay, well, Molly Morrison tweeted, uh, absolutely obsessed with Grant Williams showing up to tonight's game wearing a Halloween costume, playing the game, and then putting the costume back on after so he could do his entire post-game presser in character. <laughs> and here's a small clip. He does a phenomenal job. Make sure that the entire team... It's locked in. And for us, in order for us to be special, we have to stay locked in at all hours. Night in and night out. Defensively, what was different? The best part about this team is that we take care of each other. Defensively, that's all we can accomplish. What the fuck is the so that's Tatum coming in the background asking what the hell Grant Williams is doing. And for those just listening, I don't know if you could tell. Did you know that was a Batman impersonation? Just <laughs> it was all right. It was all right. I'm just wondering yeah. if you only could hear it. Would you know he was dressed yeah. as Batman? Uh, yeah, uh, maybe. Tough one. Maybe. JD's well, got an opinion. He needs more rage. More rage? More rage, yeah, I think. It's too yeah. nice. <laughs> He's very whispery. You never hear Batman. You know, say that. We gotta defend. <laughs> That's yeah. good, Jason. Gotta be there for <laughs> Where's the basketball? <laughs> so the Celtics coming through with tweets of the night slash weekend. You'd love to see it. I just love how the narrative wasn't uh, Grant Williams such a loser for dressing up <laughs> because that the Twitter the Twitter narrative could have gone that way. Uh, I was yeah, wondering where the, is it going to be a love hate thing? Well, it's his nickname, right? It. Isn't that? Yeah, he does call himself Batman. He calls himself. Batman. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to know that. He does. It's... <laughs> I'm pretty sure he does. It's not on basketball reference. It's just the general. <laughs> he does it all in character, though, which is the cool part. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, let's call it there. Guys, thank you so much for joining us live here. Fun Monday podcast. Let's hear your winners and losers of the NBA weekend. We're back tomorrow 
live at 10 a.m. Eastern here in the Classic Factory. Everybody have a safe and happy Halloween tonight. Uh, hope you get all the candy in the world. Are you going to bring in any for me here? You want some? Oh, yeah. I would like some. some. I, uh, I got I mean, bags. Got... Yeah? Lots? Yeah, we did good. Oh, yeah. We, good. we ain't getting anybody tonight, so we, we've got... Candy. Chips and all sort of like thousands of pieces of candy. You're, you're on a dead end street a dead on a end. hill. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody wasting yeah. their time. We had down three down. people <laughs> knock on the door last year. Yeah. One of them was like a bunch of kids in a pickup truck. That was the only people coming down here in vehicles. <laughs> oh, that's next level. Yeah. Yeah. Just oh. back the pickup truck up. <laughs> Pretty much. A bunch of candy in the back. Pretty that's much. Crazy. crazy. Yeah. That's crazy that no one would come. Just like you, you say you're in a bad spot. What? better thing do kids have to do? I mean, that's they go to every point. house. Yeah, that's a good point. Hey, go out of the way. You gotta optimize a little bit, though. Oh, my God. They're children. I was with children, and we went everywhere. <laughs> your, your, your daughter, she loves Halloween. She was Whoa, made for we went, we went to a house that was giving out the, the full chocolate bars. Oh, Ooh. wow. Yeah. Rich big neighborhood. Time, big time. We, were, we were with it. Well, we were, that was the only one in the neighborhood. I was a little surprised. We were... Uh, we're with another child who double dipped, took two full chocolate bars. My kid did not do that. It was a, it was, it was just a, a bowl with full size chocolate bars. Kid took a Hershey's and a Twix. My daughter wouldn't wow, do that. Wow. She took a, a two copper of the Reese's Pieces, <laughs> and she said, "Remember, Dad, we went to that basketball game. We shared this Reese's Pieces." I said, "Yeah, we went to that WNBA game and we shared it." We hugged, and I said, "Don't be like that kid." She took two full bars. Are there any um, coffee crisps floating around down here in the states, or I just don't a think so. thing? never yeah. seen one? God, I love that. <laughs> just uh, sometimes Publix has them. Really? But, yeah. All right. Well, uh, hey, tweet at us if you get a coffee crisp tonight, <laughs> either in Canada or here in the states. At No Dunks Inc. I see on the end. Or hey, just personally tweet at me at Jeez. Buford. Buford has them all the time. Oh, wow. Gotta get wow. Buford. All right, guys, have a safe and happy Halloween. We'll see you tomorrow. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And something I didn't do is remember, because actually over the weekend I thought to myself, oh, I got a good line for Monday's show at the end. I should write it down. <laughs> didn't write it down. <laughs> uh, and I thought I'd remember it, but I don't. So, uh, Trey, you got any wise words, considering you're going to cost you? <laughs> I'm throwing you. I'm just throwing yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Costumes throwing... make you smarter. Thinking man here. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. And remember, the brain is the strongest muscle. Brace the day. Am I looking at the right camera? No, <laughs> <laughs> so we can edit that. <laughs>
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.